Morning. Good morning. It's a rare one for us recording on a Friday morning. I know. Almost live, going you out. You are privileged, aren't you? Not to the nation. Especially to see you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers for that. Well, it sounds like you've had quite a morning anyway, so child in a cupboard, get out. <laughs> yeah, you make him sound like Harry Potter. <laughs> it's just well, the usual, can we get to school on time battles? Depends. Yes, Rachel you would like to make it clear that her child does not live in the cupboard. It went, no, he doesn't. Went into the cupboard. He chose to go he into the cupboard. He went into the cupboard. Yeah. Okay. You don't make him live there? No. Okay. No. It would just be so lovely if he would put his shoes on before I have to ask for the hundredth time. <laughs> because it's very annoying. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. Okay. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. Hello, I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 85 of the award-nominated Real Reading Podcast. We're back with all the usual features, including Rachel's Fact of the Week and Fort Explains It All, which this week, Hugh, is about swimming pools. Great. You're not going back to diving boards again, are you? No. It does mention diving boards, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, might, I may have a horrible flashback. <laughs> I saw on the BBC local news this morning on TV uh, on Friday morning that um, the bowls club at Rivermead are very upset because they're going to demolish their bowls club and not build them another one so yeah, uh, yeah apparently so yeah cool okay in that case um, I wanted to mention I forgot to mention this last week but uh, Rachel I've mentioned this to you but I have been asked to be a judge on the Retreat's annual famous pickled onion competition. Oh, you did mention that, yeah. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Hugh, you don't look even slightly excited. Uh, 9th of Feb. I love a pickled onion. Yeah, me too. A couple of weeks to prepare. I like anything pickled. Pickled eggs, pickled gherkins. Have you ever had pickled walnuts? They're gross. No, no. (laughs) They're well disgusting. <laughs> they are well disgusting. Yeah, yeah, they they are uh, horrible. I think. What it would you? In what context would you eat a pickled walnut? Does it go like in a salad? Or? Salads, maybe. Yeah, in the context where you think I'm going to eat something that's horrible. Oh right, yeah. okay. Yeah, because I regularly do that. What like, that I, looks disgusting. I'll have what that. What can I punish myself? I with? believe that's called Christmas dinner. Usually, sprats. Christmas dinner. What are you? That is not I'm going to right eat context. something disgusting. Christmas sprouts. dinner. Yeah, Christmas dinner. The are time you crazy? that one meal of the year where you eat things you never eat through the rest of the year, oh, like, just like sprouts, sprouts. Yeah. and just pig, sprouts. pigs in blankets. Yeah. Why? Why are they only eaten at Christmas? Yeah, they should be eaten all the oh, time. Break the mould, Hugh. This weekend. You can get them as a side dish in Toby Carvery's <laughs> Fact Fans. Fact Fans. You so, could also have roast potatoes for breakfast in there, though. So they break all the rules. True. <laughs> And they put macaroni cheese on roast dinners as well, which I believe is not a staple. Mac and cheese? Yeah. I'm not complaining about no, that. No, I think that's... that's um, that that it, is a bit odd. It makes it. you sure it's not cauliflower cheese? You can get cauliflower cheese as well. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a whole cheese lot fest. of cheesy goodness. Perhaps I need to... When, when the office used to be based down there, we were 
semi-regulars. Regular for a lunchtime. Like a um, Friday. Lunchtime especially. You'd have a Yorkshire pudding Especially if we were heading to the moderation that evening and we knew we wouldn't have um, dinner. Yeah. So just go and have a big lunch. (laughs) Or two point Friday. Which always made the afternoons quite fun. Oh, those were the days, Rach. Those Those were were the the days. Okay, in the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, we are now in time for Rach's Fact of the Week. Fact of the Week times, Rach. Have you got facts for us this week, Rach? Because we made fun of you last week because we, we sort of didn't have a fact. It was just information. Do you know, I was a bit annoyed with myself because <laughs> my, my comeback at your little lack of fact <laughs> dig, which I will note that Hugh did stand up for me and said there was lots of facts in Many what facts, I said. facts, yeah. But the, the one thing I did mean to say and forgot to was that down on the Caversham side of Reading Bridge, I always have to think about which bridge I'm talking about. Because they both go to Caversham. Because they both go to Caversham and effectively they're both in Caversham. Yes. Um, there is a measuring stick that oh, yeah. shows the height of the, that flood that I was talking about last week. Um, so you can... Although I'll be honest, I've probably walked past that about 4,000 times and never paid it any attention <laughs> so I need to walk so I can get a gist of how deep it was anyway I'm not talking about floods what are we talking week. about this week I'm talking about Reading Prison because there's quite a lot in the press at the minute about the fate of Reading Prison and what's going to happen to it um, so rather than talking about its future I thought I'd do a bit of digging into its past and tell you a bit about it oh back in time so we should have coordinated, Hugh. I could have done the, the history and then you could do the future. Yeah, you can probably give a bit of an update. At I the can, end, yeah, but you? at the end, yeah. It's not a very interesting update, but oh, it's an okay. update nonetheless. Um, so HM Reading Prison, which was formerly... Reading Jail? Yep. Or Reading Goal? Yeah, I, I, I knew I could leave that. Tom would, Tom would have be all over that. So it was opened in 1844, which I don't... I don't. That didn't sound ever so long ago to me. <laughs> I don't no, know when prisons were a were a thing, but it's a hundred a lot years ago. One hundred seventy yeah, years ago, nearly. Is that right? Yeah. Any math? Mathemat- any mathematicians who want to tell me the exact <laughs> can write in. And it was built on the on the site of the the former county prison. So there was a prison yeah. there. I guess it just th- it that had history building, as a prison. Yeah. It had history convicts and then I guess that the prison as it stands was built in 1844 and then as we know it's now closed it closed in 2014 um, so the building itself was designed by George Gilbert Scott and William Boynthon Muffet that is a name it is, you wouldn't want to list with that William one would you Boynthon Muffet Right, That's a name that demands respect. That it does. Um, and it's built in the cruciform style. Do you know what that means? Oh, yes, yes, the cruciform, yes, I do. do you, yes. Are you familiar with the cruciform? Have yes. a think about it. Is it something to do with being shaped a bit like a cross? Yes, Hugh. Because it's a crucifix. It is. Ah, oh, that's, I was thinking of a different cruciform. Ah, the other time. The other one. Yeah. yeah. 
So Reading Prison, I did actually look at it on uh, like satellite maps, and it, it does. It looks a bit like a church from above because it's it is in the cross shape, similar oh, okay. to a lot of churches yeah. or cathedrals would be built. Um, and it was based on um, Pentonville Prison, which is a slightly different layout, but it is still the cruciform form, um, and that was built um, using the estate. Penitent- I can never say that word. Penitentiary. Yes. Um, in um, Pennsylvania, which is like the okay the starting point for that. Not and to be confused with Transylvania, where the vampires come from. I did think it, you know Dracula. there is a Reading in Pennsylvania. There so is. Do you know who comes to Reading in Pennsylvania? Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Yes. So when you meet people and you say, "Did you know that Taylor Swift comes from Reading?" They go, no way. You go, yeah, Reading, Pennsylvania. True story. <laughs> True story. Um, so the benefits of it, of being built in a, a cruciform uh, formation is yeah. that it it keeps the, the prisoners separate, but it also means that the prison guards can stand in the middle of the cross in the central yeah. concourse and they can see into every... Like a wise cross. old owl. Yeah. Screws, as they're known in <laughs> in films. Screws, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Reading's only got four bits, four arms. Yeah. Um, Pentonville had five, I think. And when I looked at the East State... Is that why it's called Penton? Because pentagram... Oh. Just popped into my head because I'm very clever. Wow. He knows his shapes, he this did, boy. He did. That's exactly not what I thought you were about to say. He knows his shape. You love the hexagon, don't you? Yeah, a bit old. Not so much. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of the dodecahedron myself. Go big. Go big <laughs> or go home. <laughs> um, yeah, so the East State Penitentiary has got lots of arms, about eight. It just is a star shape, basically. I guess they've added to it over the years because they've got to fit more people in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, more naughties. Um, so it's now a grade two listed building since 1978. Which it probably is adding complications to its future in that it has to stay as it is, which is a good thing. Um, so the first execution at Reading Prison, or Reading Jail, as it was at the time, was in 1845. The year after it opened, they didn't hang around, did they? No, they didn't hang around. Hey! Guess how many people watched it? Can, can I just check, was it a hanging? I, you know what, I don't am know. Am I the only one that just got what he was... Going for it. Yeah, oh, never mind. Okay. Uh, guess how many people watched That was it? a completely unintentional pun, actually, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, I'm open and honest and transparent. Um, 500. Okay. Hugh? 1,500. 1,500. The answer is 10,000 people. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was top entertainment in those days, wasn't <laughs> it? Like a good a old. Reading game. I, I likes a good hanging. Oh, he likes a good hanging, <laughs> I do. Oh, no, we're we, back we to in. Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a lot of people. That's an awful lot. Yeah, Do you, do you, do you think they all got the bus home with, with their buses put on afterwards? I don't know. Well, in 1845. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, expect, I expect they walked. <laughs> yeah, all got on their horse and carts. Um, yeah, so after a, a, a time, they actually moved their executions to inside the building because <laughs> they couldn't accommodate that 
amount of people. How it's pretty morbid. That is isn't really. It? I mean, I know they were a form of entertainment in the, the olden days, but they were short that of, is a lot they of were short of things to do. There's no yeah. ne- there's no Netflix in those days. No, no Netflix. Um, and the last execution there was in 1913. Um, it's had a number of different functions over the years. Uh, so obviously, I don't know what convict, normal, <laughs> just as a normal prison, adult prison, adult yeah. prison, just an adult prison. Um, it was used um, for Irish prisoners who were involved in the 1916 Easter Rising. Mm. It was used for internment during the World War II, World War One. Sorry. Which I had to look that word up. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Is that when you're but kept in? Yeah, it's the confinement of enemy citizens right. during the war. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that they were convicted of anything. They were just just locked contained. up, contained. Um, it was then a local prison again, and local adults prison, and then from 1992 until it closed, it was a remand centre and a young offenders institute. What's a, so what's a remand centre? Is that when you're w- awaiting trial? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, on remand. Yeah. Yeah. So, famous in- inmates... Oliver Wilde. Or Oscar. Oscar Wilde. Is Oliver. So Where did I get Oliver from? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. You get confused between him and Oliver Reed. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Twist? No, no, no. Just somehow I thought his name was Oliver. Don't know. Don't know why. Carry on. So, Oscar Wilde... I expect that bit will get mysteriously edited <laughs> out. Well, if you listen to it, you would notice that I don't edit anything. Oh, no. Um, he was in there for homosexual offences. Oh. Which was you know, a thing in yeah. those days. It was a different time. No more. Um, and he's obviously famous for the poem, The Ballad of Reading Jail, which we are all familiar with. Um, another famous inmate... Which I feel like, having just read quite a lot about her, I feel like I could do a whole other fact of the week on um, Amelia Dyer. Have you heard uh, of her? I've heard of Amelia Dyer, yeah. The, uh, I have not. She's got some horrible title that I yeah. can't remember. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, because actually it's a pretty gruesome story. Are we going to do this one next week? Um, I find If I keep it brief, I could do it another okay. week. So We've she is basically a very prolific child murderer right okay maybe we won't do this next week she's very famous you can find you can find stories about her on our on get reading if you google it she is her other names are the reading baby farmer and the ogress of reading so she baby farming is basically where somebody has a child illegitimately wants to adopt them out um this amelia dyer paid was paid a sum of money to take the child with the promise to then have them adopted out but that was all too much hard work for her so to begin with she just uh, like neg- they died from neglect and then she progressed on to murdering them right and she was finally convicted because um she tried to she dropped two of them into the the thames near at caversham lock right and um, but oh. she, they floated back to the surface and were found, and it led to her conviction. So she was convicted of six murders, uh, but their estimates are that actually she, it, the number is probably nearer to four hundred. This woman was just horrific. Mm. Okay, wow. And as a yeah, yeah I'm a bit of a, cr- a true crime junkie. 
so I was like <laughs> well in there reading about it, but it is quite dark, so yeah. I, I've sort of skimmed over it I th- I without too much detail. So I'm yeah. just going to take it on yes, to please, please. one final famous <laughs> inmate, which surprised me somewhat. Heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. Oh, really? Was on remand in Reading, uh, in his words, for fighting and other crazy stuff. <laughs> I, did not, in 2009. I did not know that. 2009? Oh, wow. Yeah, was so he, he was he only was, about 20 then. He was London 2012 Olympics. That's where he shot to fame, wasn't it? Yeah, so he turned oh, it wow. round pretty quick okay. in three years Anthony to become Joshua. an Olympian. Yeah, but I never knew that. No, and I, I didn't. You know, I I watch Anthony Joshua box. I like to watch him. I don't. I don't get boxing. I, I like to I watch don't. him for different reasons to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> to watch it. So you, you watch it for He's the sort of the integrity of the fight the, and the, the tactics of the boxing. Yeah, the, the and, pugilism. Uh, yeah. Yes. He, and Richard he just watches it for the entertainment. He's a fine specimen of a man. He it? really Hadn't noticed. Is. Hadn't noticed. Mm. He is athletically gifted, shall we say. Oh, I think Hugh's also got a man crush. He's <laughs> <laughs> very big and quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Rach. Uh, if you've got a fact for us, uh, please, or you'd like Rach to investigate something, because uh, she can investigate. She doesn't. Did she I have right. enough facts in there yeah, for yeah, you Yeah, I think week. I like that. I think the, yeah. the Joshua fact was a... It was a it was a good one to just finish You're it on. skimming over my other notorious Yeah, I think so for now. Criminal. I think we'll just um, leave. <laughs> I, I just, I've got, I, I don't, I just, I'm horrified and I don't really know what to say about it. I didn't know anything about that one. Uh, Emily, Emily Dyer. Amelia, Amelia Dyer. Amelia Dyer. I had wow, I'm doing really well with names heard today. of thing, something to do with around um, Caversham Lock and <coughs> Heron Island there. But I'd never kind of dug into it yeah. and, and uh, read about yeah, it. Yeah, I had, I knew nothing I, I've never heard of her, and I'm quite glad I hadn't, and now I wish I hadn't. It it was a long time ago. Yeah, I know, but it still. like late 1800s. It's awful, it's awful and horrific, um, but it's sort of also very much part of the fabric, historical yes. fabric of, of Reading as well. It didn't all That doesn't mean we Reading. have to embrace it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, this is true. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. That is the end of part one. Uh, In part two, we move straight into Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome back to part two. Uh, Hugh, we move swiftly into Fort Explains It All. Hugh, you are talking about uh, the swimming pools, the leisure facilities this week. Yes. Um, what's happening? Movement. Mo- they have, <laughs> after quite a long period of not much happening on this, um, the, the Brandon Borough Council has given a contract to a company who will carry out the new swimming pools in Reading. They will carry them out? They will build them. Where are, they ca- them. where are they going to carry? Where are they being stored? <laughs> well, the water. Is. <laughs> um, yes, forty million pounds, twenty-five year contract to Greenwich Leisure Limited. It's going to take that long to build. GLL Greenwich. That's who had Rivermead anyway. They've got yes, Rivermead they currently. Yes, Rivermead anyway, and they'll now be in charge of the new, improved Rivermead. Uh, yeah, 25-year contract, two new swimming pools, one of which is at Palmer Park in East Reading, and the other one which will be at Rivermead itself. 
So the, the claims for a 50-metre pool completely fell on deaf ears? Uh, yes. As far as we can tell, there's not going to be a 50-metre pool built or operated by the council. That doesn't mean that a private person can find a bit of land and build one. Okay. But the council is building two 25-metre pools at these two locations. The one at Rivermead is a 25-metre eight-lane competition pool with a movable floor and 300 seats. So it would that will be where they have the local swimming events. Um, a movable floor? Yes. So I what, think I've that, never heard of that in a swimming pool. I think What's that means for? you can... I, I think it's something to do with the depth of it. Oh, okay. So you can make it deeper. Um, oh. But I, I don't actually know. Yeah, maybe for some of it, I'm thinking like synchronized swimming, or my friend plays water polo, hockey, hockey water hockey, underwater walkie, water oh hockey. God. So maybe that needs to be more. Is that called octopus? I don't know. If it's not, it <laughs> should be. Yeah. I think it is called octopus. <laughs> but I, for things like that, I'd imagine you'd have to have a le- an even depth. Yes, and you should. The the you probably need to be able to at least nearly touch the floor in things like yeah. that. Um, and it might need to be a bit deeper for the competition. There might be like regulations and stuff like that. So, okay, I that's would guess guess that's what what it is. Um, and there will be a I can barely get the words out a, uh, a diving pool. <laughs> Hopefully, more friendly than the one at Reading Central. Is. Well, I don't think there's any. I don't think you can't make it. Like, what you what do you want them to paste, paint smiley cartoon faces on it on the big on the bottom of the pool, <laughs> and then you have to like <laughs> jump that into something, you know, into like someone's mouth or, some, or something. Some gaping ah, or a sh- big shark. Or yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I hope technology might have moved on from the unforbidding concrete of Reading Central. <laughs> um, so there's yeah there's a diving pool and and that's also a. Uh, teaching pool as well so presumably they'll have diving le- diving lessons there as well as competitions um, does this replace the the pool at Rivermead you know with the wave machine is it replacing that or I is think it, it's or replacing it yeah I think it, it well will as. be built sort of next to it and then eventually it, the way we had to phrase it before was always land to be built at land at Rivermead Leisure Centre so I can't imagine it's not where they put the temporary one I think it probably is where they got the temporary, well, the temporary one. one yeah. will go, the temporary one will it? go. And then get rid of the... Yeah. Oh. So I don't know if whether the leisure centre will be alongside a new leisure centre or whether the existing leisure centre will eventually be replaced. Hmm. Um, uh, outside swimming, six-court sports hall with 250 spectator seats. So again, sort of um, high-level sport, the sort of which that people go and watch like Reading Rockets basketball. Yeah, they play. River I Mead? think they play Rivermead. Yes, at a 120 station gym with three studios and a cafe stroke info hub with every parent's favourite soft play area. Oh, <laughs> love a soft play. Oh, like Zach might be a bit, bit the wrong side of soft play by the time it's built. Oh, why? What time scales are we talking? Well, actually, not not necessarily. Twenty twenty two. Two years. Oh wow! Two okay. years. So possibly. So we'll have to see. We were kind of suspicious of every any deadline on the on any project these days, but uh, 2022—that's 12 months leeway 
if you think about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say when. It yes. could be December 31st in 2020. It could well be, yes. Uh, Palmer Park, very similar. It's a, slightly, it's a 25 metre pool, but it's six lanes compared to um, eight, which is more of a. It's basically a non competition pool, so more of a swimming, swimming up and down for exercise type pool. Community yep. pool, they call it. 100 station gym with three studios, children's activity zone with soft play and party rooms, and a new cafe and information hub. So, quite similar facilities, but the one at Palmer Park will be more for non right competitive swimming types the sort of people who the don't, don't feel they need to do 250 lengths before I think they the go key, to work i think the key thing about any new leisure center that I, you know i used to work in a leisure center myself so I, i've got experience with this but i think the key thing for it to be a proper leisure center i mean it's never going to qualify as a leisure center, if on the way out you cannot just smell chips <laughs> it's not <laughs> a leisure center a yeah it's not a leisure center if you can't smell chips my, it's uh, just not. My personal recommend, my personal hope for the new Rivermead is that it's better to hold local elections in. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not as cold and has better Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, my other, you, you sort of, uh, sort of uh, rained on my parade a little bit, Rach, because I was going to ask, um, will there be a wave machine? Because that, that's that we used to go to Windsor Leisure Centre, Windsor Leisure Pool, which had an amazing wave machine. Every half hour or so, the waves would come on. You lived in Bracknell, yeah. So why were you not well, at be- Coral Reef? Because every week? Coral Reef wasn't necessarily built really? at the time. No, um, when I was a kid, Coral Reef. I can't remember what age Coral Reef came in, but before that, we'd go to Windsor Leisure Pool for a fun pool because right. they would have a, they, and they had a wave machine, and they don't have a wave machine at Coral Reef. Do you know you have to book to go to Coral Reef? Yes, now? it's very, very popular. It's so busy. Very quite, popular. It's quite good. Yeah. It's I, went, I went to it when it opened. It's, it's so did I. Oh, what reopened? When, on its official reopening, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we used to go there quite regularly. But we, yeah, when, Coral Reef, when I was a kid, wasn't always there. Oh. Just saying. I'm not convinced by that. I am, totally. I've done, I've seen pictures of when it opened and i got a feeling it's... No. Uh, before you were born. No. Maybe your parents You're wrong. just didn't take you there. You're wrong. I remember it being built. You're wrong. Mm. Anyway. The Prospect Park one. Um, have you had Prospect G- Park? Prospect Park. Oh, You mean Palmer Park. Palmer Park. I always get those two mixed up. Right, I'm talking about the one by Cemetery mm. Junction. Palmer yeah. Park, yes. Uh, Palmer Park. So there was a lot of controversy around Arthur Hill. Correct. There still is. Oh, well, there still is. So does does this go any way to kind of alleviate that upset, or is it more the building uh, that Arthur Hill is in? That the main issue, as far as I can tell, with um, the closure of Arthur Hill Pool and the closure, to a lesser extent, of Reading, Reading Central Pool, certainly no one protested when Reading Central Pool was cl- closed because... Like I say, it was it was run down and needed millions of pounds spent on it when I was about sixteen. So, so, 40. so, but it was closing at the closing of a historic pool that was donated to the town many years ago as a swimming pool, um, but also losing the facility with nothing to replace it. And so, Arthur Hill closed at the end of uh, twenty sixteen. And the new pool is not due to open until some point in 2022. So that's six years getting on for. Um, and the council closed Arthur Hill because it was too expensive to keep it open. It wasn't, it was, it required major maintenance, was very old 
and so they needed to spend a lot of money on it just to bring it up to spec. <laughs> well, but like also, thirty million. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, not that much. Oh, that's um, interesting. But they they said the the ongoing cost of maintaining that that ancient hundred year old building was just just hemorrhage money, and it was makes more sense to close it and build a new one. But the, the main criticism that people would have, I think, is to close it and not have anything else, and then to have the sort of the pop up pool at Rivermead, which is right on the other side of town. Um, oh, quite good. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, the facility is fine, but it's it's you know convenience. Yes. Um, and to have nothing, and then, and the, the campaigners are out here. Let's all try just they go to most council meetings and ask, why don't you just reopen it? And the council gave some kids in the same answer: it's too expensive. We're 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 way into this project now. Um, <laughs> but surely, just have it open temporarily with the view to. It yeah, but the trouble is, it's now then. been closed for several been closed years. For two years. So you'd have so to have years. renovation costs to even to reopen, reopen it. it. Would cost a lot. And there's also it's going to be turned Starting. into housing. I think there's planning. <laughs> just so Arthur Hill is planned for key worker housing, which is um, you know key workers like teachers and things like that. So so um, that it's too far down the line to reopen it, essentially. Um, but yeah, as like I say, it was closing it and having nothing else, which has caused the main the main concern from a lot of people, rather than the, the particular loss of what is an old old facility. Thanks very much, Hugh. Um, anybody has any questions for Hugh on that? Uh, please do get in touch with him uh, at Hugh underscore Fort on Twitter. Lovely stuff, Rachel. You're on Twitter, aren't you? You're Rachel Soden one on Twitter, aren't you? I think. Am I? Yes. I prob- Probably R Soden seventy nine. Am I? No, I no? think yeah, I think you're Rachel Soden know. one. Anyway, anyway, uh, so I, I really basically from that, I wouldn't bother tweeting Rachel because she doesn't look at it. So there's, there's no point. Look on the old Facebook. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, thanks. We will move swiftly on to our next bit, which was going to be the random question, but um, we haven't written any. So uh, instead of that, we were going to rather cleverly uh, sachet. <laughs> nice. You like that? That's good. I liked it. We're going to sort of. So we've we've going to sandwich uh, swimming pools either side. Uh, sorry, we're going to sandwich swimming pools with prison talk, um, because you we did have uh, a question a couple of weeks ago about what was going on with the prison. Um, so I thought just uh, for a couple of minutes we'd just get Hugh to update us on what is going on with Reading Prison. Well, Reading Prison is up for sale, has been for a while, and um, the only thing we can get out of the Ministry of Justice as to when the sale might be completed is the spring. And that, again, a non-specific. <laughs> a non-specific spring. I think people deliberately don't give specific times for anything because they then people then say, well, you said it would be on this day, and it's not. So if you just give it sort of vague God, time. God forbid anybody's held accountable. I, I know, yes. Um, and we, we know Reading, Reading Borough Council are in for it. We don't know who else is in for it at this stage. Um, Reading Borough Council wants to take control of it and uh, turn it into a sort of community facility, mixed-use facility. Um, in terms of... Who else might bid? It's a grade two listed building, which brings complications of what can can and can't be done to it. The other major complication is that part of it is the parts of the abbey are essentially underneath the prison, which means that excavating and building anything additional 
I, I'm no expert on these things, but that's, this would not be easy. In the back of my mind, that probably is good for uh, Reading Borough Council if they want to yes. buy it. That would that would suggest that is uh, a positive because anybody wanting to build a load of houses on it would have some issues. Yeah. If so, it's Grade Two listed, does that mean that it's only the external that can't be touched, or what? Because internally, if you had to leave the cells in situ. <laughs> As potential housing, that there are lots of very restrictive rules on the look, the design, and everything on on the conversion of grade two. Like you'd have to, you'd have to keep as much of the existing look of the interior as well. Right. Keep the materials the same. I mean, developers know more about conversion of grade two listed buildings than I do. What can and can't be done. Um, but certainly, the the prison would look the same from the out as as similar as it does now from the outside, as would be allowed. Um, and I, I don't I don't know. This is a bit speculating, but would a developer be put off by how much work would be needed with the combination of the Grade Two listed buildings and the Reading Abbey? Um, the protecting of Reading Abbey and what what lies next to and underneath it. Hopefully, I don't know. Mm, we've said it before. It'd be so nice yeah. to have that as a bit of a cultural hub. Yes, with Forbury Gardens and the Abbey and, and that whole space. And that whole space yeah. just. Yeah, well, it would. You know, if the council doesn't win the bid, it because it's Grade Two listed and because of the Abbey, the council has still has a lot of scope on what would be allowed to be built there within the mm. yeah the historical protection that those those areas do have so but it's not going to get knocked down and replaced with a block of flats that look like you know the verto development or or chatham place or anything. and we have got so much development going on with on the old toys r us and home base site round off vaston road like there's so uh, there's so much going on and to have something knew that it's for the community that you are building yeah. all these houses for would just be really nice. Because it's one of the things that people often say about Reading is that it, it does lack a bit of soul sometimes. I, th- I think if I think I think I tend to agree except uh, it, un- unless you go and find it. You have to you yes. have to dig a little bit deeper and then it has plenty. Um, yeah, on the surface, my, yeah, on the surface. If you, like, we have the Abbey, we have history. That, that, that I've, as I've just gone through in the, the fact of the week, the yeah. prison has its own history, but we perhaps don't harness yeah. that. People just come out shopping, see the high street, you know, the new stuff. But we we could make so much but more of the culture and the history of the town. But I think I think what I was sort of cultures a lot more than just buildings as well. There, there's you you got to get get beneath the surface to see what else you know. There's lots of things hidden around, hidden away. Lots of people doing good things hidden away. So I, I think I think you're right. Yes, on the surface, um, it, it it does. Yeah, you would look at it and go, well, there's nothing really there. But you, as you say, you do have to dig a little bit deeper to to find the good stuff. You know, like this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, Case in point. Yes, the building will still be there, and in conversations I've had previously. The general feeling, this, this is with the council, the general feeling is that if it was bought by a private 
company, it would be quite unlikely that the entire thing would be converted into housing. Right. And obviously, you can't knock it down. Um, so, a lot of the development now in Reading is very... There's, there's a lot of discussions between the developer and the council, and the developers seem to be, not always, um, like, for example, the Station Hill development across the road from here. The, the, the developer and the council are working very closely on what what Reading needs, what what um, what issues that a big, de- a huge development like that, like that might cause to Reading. You know, sort of a relatively low amount of cars compared to the amount of housing, that sort of stuff. So it's not developers sort of know nowadays that if they pr- if they move outside what what the council's policies are, they're not going to get permission. So there there is a lot more kind of scope to work together on something even if the council doesn't win the bid. If the council wins the bid, then we, 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 you can't rule out a small amount of, an amount of housing in the, the, the council's project either. But No, true. But it, it would be but in have control. You been, have you been to Oxford, obviously, and the prison at Oxford, that area there, the castle, whatever it's called. So you've got Oxford Castle, and then the old prison next door is now a Malmaison, I think. And then there's like a whole castle quarter there with loads of restaurants and bars and just a really social space and yeah, something like that. Be, with it would be, it would be something similar to that. Like I say, they're not going to knock the prison down and build a giant block of skyscraping flats like we're seeing in other in other places because that's not allowed. So it would be sort of what they call sensitive development. So. Okay, thank you for the update, Hugh. Lovely stuff. Um, right, that's it for today. Uh, before we go, though, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email Get reading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. You look quizzical, Hugh. It's just amazing. Sorry, I forgot I had a microphone there. It's just amazing that Sorry. Jeremy is still willing to just, just wait <laughs> quietly in the corner. So I've, I, it, it, I've, it's amazing that I've spent all show reminding you to speak into the microphone. So the fact you actually completely forgot at one point was uh, marvellous. Yeah, good job I didn't swear. <laughs> Rach, you all right? I'm good. Home time. Home time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. A couple of hours. A bit of freedom. Pick up the boy. Yeah. Start the weekend. Probably do something really exciting like clean the bathroom. Ooh. Steady. Put a wash on. Put a wash on. <laughs> <laughs> Steady, Hugh. Gosh, I can't do both. <laughs> Uh, okay, don't forget, if you know someone we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Um we will have some interviews very soon. We should have. I know I said uh, we will have Pete Hefferon on today. Uh, he will be on next week. And uh, we should have a few guests coming up. I've got lots of emails to reply to. So fingers crossed we will have some oh, lovely cool. people to speak to soon. Um, if will you ha- he, um, Pete from Shed, will he bring us a sandwich? I don't know. I really oh, hope so. I had something I wanted to say. Can I still say it? 
Um, very quickly. Okay. You know, we talked about the top board of Reading Central. Yes. A, a mate of mine, Charlie, who I gave a shout out last to, oh, last yes. time too, he got back to me because he was actually a member of the Albatross Diving Club and actually <laughs> has dived off that top board. Oh, God. Uh, he said it's five metres. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Rubbish. It's, uh, he missed out at least one zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the time you're in the air can't be five metres. 25 metres yeah. five. Yes. Five so, metres. Five metres. <laughs> Rubbish. I call liar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app. And if you have time, please submit a little review. We'll be back next week with more Reddingy goodness. Bye. 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 Hopefully, I won't have a cold. It's nearly harmonious. I know no, it was, was all right, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.